Welcome to the Plan Simple Podcast. I am your host, Mia Moran. Moms have the power to change the future, but not if we're stressed out and exhausted. Looking at food, lifestyle, spirituality, and work, the Plan Simple Podcast is for busy moms who want to create a healthier and happier future. Listen in for inspirational conversations and valuable strategies to plan for your best life. Welcome to this episode of the Plan Simple Podcast. If you are new here, welcome. If you have been listening for a while, welcome back. This is part of our series where I am looking a little deeper into the issues around parenting. And I've decided to focus on a couple different series, at least at the beginning of 2019. We started off with decluttering and now we've moved into parenting because I think that there are certain topics, which first of all, we can get a couple different point of views around. And second of all, that we just don't always allow ourselves the space to really consider deeply. And parenting is one of those things that's really funny because we are all in the thick of it on a daily basis, but we don't always give ourselves the distance so we can look from above and really show up as the best parent that we can be. So that is what this series is about. It's about giving us the space and a couple new tools so that we can really be proud in our role of parent. And I'm going to get a little bit further into who exactly today's guest is in one second. But before I do that, I just have two announcements, quick ones. Number one, applications are open for Flow 365. You've heard me talk about it. You've heard now from three of the amazing women who've been part of this program for the past year. And there's one more of those episodes coming up actually later this week by the fourth person. And then um, we're going to keep moving on, but applications are open and I would love to hear from you if this is an experience that you have been considering. Applications are just a great way for me to get to know you better and make sure that I can curate a really great group or set of groups. I love even when there's a lot of people in the mix breaking things down into smaller groups and these questionnaires are really a way, these applications are really a way that I can do that Um, smartly and intuitively and get you this new group of great supporters and friends who will be on this journey with you. So that is announcement number one, and you can go to plansimple.com slash flow hyphen 365 to read all about that program and get access to the application. And in doing that, I've realized that as we've gone through this first cohort, this first year of Flow 365, um, along the way, I've been redesigning and improving the Flow Planner, which will also relaunch later this year. And just understanding from these real women doing amazing things, how they can best use these planning pages, what they need more space for, what they need less space for, what they need reordered, if I've been missing anything. And I created a new masterclass just outlining this slightly revised process. And that is coming out this weekend. So make sure 
that you are on our mailing list so you can get access to that. It's going to be like a for reals or class that one would, you know, make a choice paying a decent amount of money for. It's going to be a couple hundred bucks eventually. But for right now, it's going to be a super deal, like way under a hundred bucks, maybe 20 bucks. And I just want as many people to go through it as possible. I want to hear from you. I want to give this to you and I want you to really understand this process. So if that's of interest to you, just make sure that you're on our mailing list so that you can get that information as soon as possible. I will also be announcing the URL next week on the podcast, but if you want in this weekend, I always share things first with the people who are on my list and that is how you will get access to that. And I put everything into a course and just explaining it all because Flow 365, which is the thing you could apply for, is really about the accountability piece. So I do go deeper into everything, planning and all the methodologies and the why. And we we sort of pull apart and uncover different parts of the process for each of us. But it's mostly about showing up and doing the work and really keeping yourself accountable to the things that you really want to do and not having excuses around it. And that doesn't mean always pushing. Sometimes we help you, this whole group guides a woman into resting more or you know, figuring out how to get more sleep or drinking more water. So it's not always about a push. Sometimes it's about a rest. So it's a really beautiful experience um, that is very much based on this process, but really about the accountability. So Lily McKnight is our guest today. And oh my gosh, it was such a joy to talk with her. And it's funny that I'm talking about all this work around planning because you'll hear in her conversation that she's very much, um, almost it would seem like a not planner. So as I was talking to her, I'm like thinking in my head, you know, how did this work for her? What would she do? And I realized that so much of of what I call planning is just about making space and how even she does that. And it's just such a delight of a conversation. And I hope that you guys like it as much as I liked speaking with Lily. So Lily is the publisher of Perpetual You magazine. And this publication was created to uplift women who are living or want to live intentionally. She's also the host of the Mama Now podcast, so you can go check that out. And she's recently started a YouTube channel that's all about intentional living. And all the links to all those things are in the show notes, so you can go check that out on the plansimple.com. And what you'll see Lily does so beautiful, beautifully is she blends mindfulness and intentional living with motherhood. And that's really what we dive into in this episode. So with no further ado, let's get Lily on the show. Hey, Lily, welcome to the Plan Simple Podcast. I'm super excited to dive into this parenting topic with you today. Hi, thanks so much for having me. Oh my God, yes. it's so good. Yes, I am a parent. Yes. <laughs> How old are your kids? Uh, I have two boys. They are six and 11. Ooh, they're little. That's fun. See, to me, um, that feels old. <laughs> <laughs> I know. I was looking, my youngest is now 10, and we were looking at her the okay. other day, and I was like, oh my gosh, like, how does it go so fast? I certainly don't feel that old. 
No, no. I'm a teenager. Um, and yeah, you know, they tell you when they're babies, like it goes so fast. And you're like, what are you talking about? Every day is so freaking long. Right. Here I am. Exactly. Yeah. That's one of the great, great conundrums of motherhood is like, why does it seem like every day takes forever? But then like, the years are flying by. I know. I don't know how that happens, but it does seem to happen. Although I'm having really, I have to say a lot of people are always surprised when I say this, but I love having, so my youngest is 10, but my other two are 13 and 15. Mm -hmm. And I am loving teenagers, like wow, way more than I loved any other phase, I think. Like I'm just in love with this whole phase. Mm -hmm. I don't know. I just love it. Yeah. You don't Um, hear many people say that. Well, I, I think the whole like, you know, putting my work aside, carrying around a baby, I don't know, like it wasn't my thing. Like it was really hard for me. The infant years were yeah. really hard. And so this just feels like, oh, I have like people to coach, <laughs> live in my house. <laughs> <laughs> it's kind of fun. Um, all right. So let's dive into some of your favorite topics. So you talk a lot about mindfulness and parenting. And by the way, you guys, Lily also has an amazing podcast which we will link to in the show notes. What's it called? It's called Mama Now. Mama Now. And um, do you do interviews or is it just you and Marie going back and forth? We do both. So we're trying right now to alternate. So half the time, it's just us having a conversation and the other half, we try to interview, you know, someone that is is existing in this space of like being mindful and mothering at the same time. So, so Marie, who, who Lily talks to on the podcast, is, um, was also on the show. So we will link to that in the yes. show notes too because she was a, a very favorite episode, actually. People love that episode. Yeah. So tell us a little bit about parenting mindfully. Like, I don't know, what do we start to consider on those days when we're like, how could we possibly mind, be mindful in this situation yeah. right now, today? Um, well, I mean... It's one of the things that's kind of saved me, I guess, because I I wanted to be a mom and I, I chose to have both my children when I had them. Mm-hmm. Um, but the experience of motherhood wasn't turning out to be not just not what I expected, but it just wasn't turning out to be that fulfilling for me. Interesting. And what um, were you being pulled? Like, were you being pulled towards something else that you were was feeling more fulfilling? Like what was what was in that? No, I mean, it's just the that problem, the, 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 the parenting itself wasn't as fulfilling as you thought it would be or mothering. Right. Okay. I was like all in, I was just miserable. <laughs> <laughs> Got it. Um, and I also, I have clinical depression, which I've had, you know, since I was 17, I was first diagnosed. So I'm sure, you know, that was factoring into it as well. Yep. Um, and I guess long story short, I just decided that I wanted to, enjoy motherhood, like in my own way and, and sort of, I guess, throw the rules or all the parenting manuals out the window and just see if there was a way that I could, I guess, reclaim it for myself. And Mm, I I kind of got to mother to mindful mothering that way. Like that turned out to be the trick that worked for me. Got it. So what does that tell us a little bit what that means, what that looks like? Um, I think it looks like, you know, being as present as you can, um, which is always interesting when you're talking about the ages of your kids and the fact that you have two kids. So like, how can I be present with both of them at the same time? Mm -hmm. Um, 
you know, I've, I'm an entrepreneur as well. So I've done a lot of work, uh, personal work around like being mindful when I'm a mom versus being mindful when I'm working at home, you know, and how like those two things feel very different and they should feel different, you know? Um, all right, let's, let's, can we dive into those two yeah. things? Actually, those are bo- uh-huh. both two great topics. So both, both the work life, you know, work parenting yeah. balance and also more than one kid. That's a yeah. big one. It's, fascinating. Um, it's hard to divide yourself in half. And exactly. I don't, it's funny cause I have a boy and two girls and I don't experience it quite as much with my son, but uh-huh. Oh my God, between the two sisters, like, you know, one gets some love and you can just see the other one coming from like not even the same room, like somehow knowing, you know, in that moment that she's not getting what her (laughs) sister's getting. I'm like, how did you even know this was happening? (laughs) Oh my God. So, okay. So either one, let's start with either one, but cover both. Yeah. I mean, definitely one of my mantras is like, I'm only one person, you know, I mean, and I think you have to start there. Like I can't, um, you know, read a, a young adult novel to my 11 year old and also read Dr. Seuss to my six year old yes. at the same time. Like it's impossible. You yeah. know? <laughs> um, so I can just like go ahead and let go of that expectation. Yeah. <laughs> and that helps a lot. Um, I, and I, so I wonder if the kind of the, these the things are related in, in a way, the work life and the having yeah. is, you know, one of my, I guess, strategies is just kind of letting my kid be who they are and getting to know them as a person instead of like placing my own expectations on them. Um, And so I think what that, where that helps is like knowing, like the, the tricky thing is they change. Right. So like, as soon as you think you know them, then they become somebody else and you're like, what? I thought your favorite color was blue and now it's green, you know? (laughs) Um, But the freedom in that, I think, is that sometimes one kid really does need more support than the other one. Mm-hmm. And so if you're just, I guess, really tuned in to who they are and where they're at in that moment, I think that becomes more apparent, you yep. know, and, and then like, I don't have to feel as guilty when my 11 year old maybe is spending, you know, more time in the evenings by himself in his room. Um, because it feels to me like that's what he needs to be doing right now. You know, yeah, I love he that. He doesn't need as much support. And my six-year-old needs, you know, like a, he's still like two books and teeth and potty. And like, we're still totally micromanaging his bedtime routine. Right. Um, Which is different as it gets, it does, that does change, yeah. right? <laughs> um, yeah. yeah, eventually. <laughs> Although I have to say, I still get asked for back rubs. Just saying. I was going to say, I don't think that has as much to do with age as it does because <laughs> I feel like I will be putting my now six-year-old to bed until the day he moves out, you know, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> which is fine. That's, if that's what he needs, um, then we're, you know, we're in it for the long haul. So, yep. Okay. And so, so how, and tell us how that relates back to the work. So, and so is it what that needs to like how? Yeah, I think, um, yeah, I mean, I think being in tune with who your kids are and then being in tune with who you yourself, you know, your, your own needs and where you're at. Um, for me that has relieved, relieved a lot of the sort of like mommy guilt, I think is what we would call it of like, 
I'm home right now and I'm working and I'm supposed to be working, but at the same time, I want to go to the park with my kids or whatever it is, you know? Yeah. And, and again, like I'm only one person, so I can't do both of those things. Um, but, you know, I do know that, um, you know, I, I know a lot about my kids. So I know that either maybe on a certain day, it might be really important to them that I'm here, you know, when they get home from the bus. Um, or, or more likely like, you know, one kid needs about five minutes of just like one-on-one time before yeah. I go back and say, okay, well now I'm going to go back to my office and work for a bit more, you know? I love that point because I definitely have noticed in, in our house and just in, you know, people I'm, I've coached that sometimes things don't take as much time. Like they almost take more time yeah. to fight. You know, so it's like, I, I, but I have this boundary and I'm trying to work, but a hug could just take two minutes, you know? And, and so right. it's like, how do you like keep that boundary for yourself? But really that hug can give you a whole, buy you a whole extra hour. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. I love that. And that's part of just living in that moment. You know, um, I found that like when I have any sort of expectation, especially for that, like after school window, when you just can't predict what's going to happen. Mm-hmm. So you know, any expectation I have is likely to, to be shot down. You know, it's just because they've been at school all day. I don't know what their day has been like. So I almost have to face like that four o'clock hour with like total blank slate, you know, like, Mm -hmm. I don't know what's coming off that bus. I don't know what they're going to need from me. So, you know, for these first 15 minutes, like we'll just play it by ear and see what happens. I love that. That's a good, um, that's just a good thing. It's just like a, a deep, probably a deep breath before the transition for yourself. And like, right. this is what it takes right now. I love that. Right. And not like getting into, like, I don't want to get into something juicy work related, like at 345, you know, yes. I yeah. want to be wrapping up, wrapping stuff up. Do you find that like, cause you're in a creative field too. Do you ever find that that's hard that you, these hours, these constrained hours to be creative? Oh yeah. It's- yeah. It's torture sometimes. <laughs> it's, it's not fair. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so how do you get around that? Like, how do you get around that and, and stay so calm? Um, I mean, I think this is why, like, I, I shy away from this sort of idea of, like, work-life balance or, um, like, like something that feels equal to me doesn't work. I, I like to call it like a work life blend. Yeah. So, um, which feels more flexible and malleable. So I don't know, for example, like if, if all week my creative urges have been, you know, just shoved aside for whatever reason. And then I wake up Saturday morning and I'm feeling inspired. Um, then maybe Saturday morning is, is the time when I get to do my, my work, you know, my creative work. Um, I I just think so much of it has to do with like, like taking it when you can. I'm just not the type of person that is going to say like, I'm always going to be working seven to nine on Monday nights, you know, close my door and work like that kind of rigidity doesn't work for me. It doesn't work for our family. Um, And how do you make sure how do you make sure in that that you give yourself the space? So I definitely know from just all the people I've met over the years that there's so many 
moms who just one day sort of are like, shoot, like I've given all of myself and now, now I don't know what I have anymore. Do you know what I mean? Like, I don't have that creative thing. Like, how do you make sure that you fit that in? Like, you don't forget that. I mean, I know you have your work that's like pulling you toward it, but right. I just, <laughs> but yeah. for, for other people who don't have that, like, what do you recommend? Like, cause we can, even in work, I feel like we can just get lost in the details um, mm-hmm. and not honor that creative piece. But I feel like there's this part of everyone, like, and I think that's, what's so beautiful about entrepreneurship is that because it is creative, mm-hmm. um, it really does help us keep fostering this it's it's self care you know it it makes work self care instead of being like the thing right. that's taking us away from our families but i know right. not everybody listening has that so it's like how do you how do you remember you in the mix what you know in this practice of being really mindful and paying attention to your kids like what if your kids want you at every second yeah i mean i think you honesty (laughs) (laughs) part of it um like it really is twofold for me like the knowing your child is very important but it's just as important to know myself Mm -hmm. and um like I'm just not someone who could be a mom a full-time mom 24 hours a day like I tried that and that didn't really work Mm -hmm. um I did that (laughs) yeah yeah and then I think that leads to like if I, if I already know that about myself and then I, maybe I get back in that role for whatever reason, maybe a kid is sick or mm-hmm. you know, me more than usual. If I'm still like honest with myself, then I'm, I'm checking in a lot, you know, maybe I check in more. So that like goes up. Um, maybe like you said, self care, maybe I give myself more self care. I don't know. So just, you know, it's a relationship. Like you have a relationship with your own self, just like you do with other people. Yeah. Um, I feel like that can get lost in motherhood sometimes. And we just oh, have totally. to really importantly remember totally. that we're here. <laughs> yeah. That you're, you know, you're a person, you have needs. Um, yeah. And if one of those needs is, is to be creative, then I guess, you know, you have to prioritize it as, as much as you would if your child is sick or yeah, I love um, that. I love how you just said about your child being sick and it reminding you of how it was when you decided to be home for a little bit. Cause mm-hmm. it's interesting. I've never looked at it that way, but it's almost like that because you know, at this time of year, especially where we live, it's like snow day, sick day, whatever. And I feel like that trigger <laughs> happens and it really is a trigger. It's like a trigger almost to the freedom that you thought you had. And I like right. that little reframe of it's just a day that I'm like leaning into this child that I want to raise lovingly. <laughs> oh, yeah. Um, oh, yeah. yeah. I mean, one of my favorite mantras is, um, and I, I used to rely on this more than I do now, but um, is this is right now and it's not forever. I love that. <laughs> yeah. And that when the kids were little, that was like, you know, I was saying that to myself, like, 10 times a day. <laughs> so tell us a little bit about mantras because you've now shared two. How does that yeah. how does that practice play in your life? Mantras are huge for me. Um, I mean, I'm someone who really likes words. I'm, I'm trained as a creative writer and I work as an editor. So words are pretty important to me, but I think anyone can use mantras to, you know, as just like little um, 
reminders, magical reminders that, um, you know, of whatever you need to be reminded of. Um, typically mantras are positive. Like they're, they're known as like affirmations. Mm-hmm. Um, and I actually, ju- I just recorded a video about this. Like, obviously you don't want your mantra to be like, well, you look okay today. You know, you want your mantra to be, I'm, I'm beautiful. Yes. <laughs> um, but it is important that the, ma- that you really believe the mantra. Right. So, uh, otherwise it's effect, um, will be, otherwise it'll be more like you're fighting with your mantra instead of your mantra is reminding you. So, you know, it can be really simple stuff like, um, take a breath, you know, or I am enough, mm-hmm. um, or it can be something really personal that you, you came up with and you repeat, you know, <laughs> 10 times a day because that's what you need. And is that the practice? Is that your practice is recalling, writing it, recalling it, and then recalling it a couple times a day as you're going through it? Is that how you, how do you use yeah. mantras in your life? I mean, I hang them up for sure. Yep. I have mantras everywhere in my life. <laughs> Um, so I, I definitely <laughs> take it to the extreme. I love that. Um, but I, but you can switch them out. Like it's not always going to be useful to you. Right. Um, so I like, you know, writing them. I like hanging them up. I program them into my phone to like show up at a certain time of day. Um, yeah, all of it. And then in a, in a, in a bad moment, you, or in a harder moment or whatever, you, 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 it's right there. It's reminding you to like sort of snap back. Right. So you turn a corner and you're like, Oh yeah, I'm enough. (laughs) Yeah. You can be very strategic about it. I mean, I have one right by the coffee pot that I know I'm going to need to see at least once a day, you know? Yeah. So you can be strategic like that. You can put it on your bathroom mirror or next to your bedside table, you know, just, so that you're sure that you see it. I love that. I love that practice. And it's, it's yeah. something I do. Um, it's actually, how, you know, started off my health journey was with a, with a mantra mm-hmm. that I just rewrote all the time. Oh, um, yeah. But I, it's, it's interesting because I just think it's such a simple practice and it's almost just like admit, like so often I feel like we just hold this burden as moms that we have to do everything. We have to be everything. We have to be everywhere at the same time. And we can't. And I just feel like those positive statements are just a reminder to us of, you know, who we can show up and be. And, and it's just such a great practice. So I love that. Yeah. And uh, if, if I can share one more, I mean, one of my favorites is just as far as motherhood goes, there's this idea of like, are you a good mom? Are you a good enough mom? Whatever. Um, And I just like to remind myself that I'm the, I'm the right mom for my kids. Yeah, I love that. Yeah. And I think that's one that anybody I freely share it with any other mom. Yeah. <laughs> that's true. That's true. It is true. And they have so much to teach us. Oh my God, on a daily basis. <laughs> oh <gosh. laughs> so when you were at the beginning of your can you take us back a little bit actually? So we mm-hmm. skipped ahead to all your amazing advice. But can you for anyone who's listening who's sort of more in the beginning of all this and in that overwhelmed state? Can you bring us back a little bit to, you know, not feeling well and then maybe just the little things that you did that started to make you, mm-hmm. you know, even understand this idea of being mindful? Do you know what I mean? Just that, that yeah. transition that you went through? Yeah. Um, I think, so for me, it happened right around when my second kid was about three. 
Mm-hmm. Um, and he was at that phase where, you know, they're, they're ready to be their own person, but they're still very much dependent on you. But you're seeing like this light at the end of the tunnel, you know, of like, oh, wait, this is a person, a separate person. Mm-hmm. You know, they, they're going to make it. <laughs> and, um, so, I mean, I, I can only speak to that experience and, and further, uh, you yeah. know, um, from, from that to now. Yeah. Um, I think noticing that um, he was a person reminded me that I'm a person. Mm-hmm. And then I really just, I mean, it sounds kind of cliche or trite, but, you know, taking it one day at a time, like, I don't think that that can actually be underestimated, just mm-hmm. of really paying attention um, to your feelings. And, you know, if it's something that helps you maybe keeping a journal or writing things down so that um, you have a record of what you're feeling. Yeah, or, or or you can also talk to someone, or you know, um, but yeah, like really slowing down. I think, um, like I'm thinking of uh, the week, you know, that summer when my son, we were potty training my second son, um, and we did like the hangout outside all week long naked with the potty, <laughs> um, <laughs> and it's another one of those things. Is like. It sounds like torture and maybe it was for a couple of days, but it was only a week, you know, and we yep. did it. And, but it just like totally slowed everything down, you know? Um, Cause we, we didn't go places. I mean, he was naked, you know? So we were at home. It was me and him together against the world. And, but it really just, yeah, I think like it just slowed things down to the point where um, we had to stop and, and just appreciate the moment because that was all that was going on. Um, yeah, it's it's interesting. That's the biggest lesson I feel like I've gotten through motherhood is slowing down. Um, yeah. I, it's the biggest gift I've gotten out of motherhood. And right. right, I just sometimes I feel like our house moves at a different pace than the rest of the world. And it's interesting mm-hmm. now with somebody going, my son going to high school, and he's all of a sudden, and you know. I kept them. I didn't keep them sheltered, but they went to a school that was like, you know, did slow things down. It didn't have all the tech. It didn't have everything. And um, it was just, it's just, and we, we keep things. We had this thing for so long that we wouldn't do extra stuff on the weekends. That sort of changed as they became their own people. But just this idea that you don't always have to be going and going and going. And I, I almost feel like that's like what, kids are fighting to teach us like when Mm -hmm. they can't get out the door on time you know like when they're little three-year-olds trying to put on their mittens and like determine that they can do it all by themselves you know but it's going to take them way longer than we think it should I feel like they're just you know have been trying to teach us that always and the world is just going faster and faster and faster so I love that lesson yeah yeah and you know I I think you can either sort of manufacture that and make yourself slow down Yep. Um, listen to your kids and say, oh, okay, you know, he wants me to go slower here. Yeah. Or I think what the alternative is that you just keep going and going and going until you can't go anymore. Yes. And that, like to me that I don't want that to happen. You know, right. I don't have to like break down or, or for anything. I mean, I did fall down the stairs last week. Oh no. <laughs> Which That's not good. Like, gigantic reminder from the universe of like, 
hmm, maybe you should slow down a little bit, you know? <laughs> it's an ongoing journey. <laughs> yeah, totally. It totally is an ongoing journey. Um, so tell us how we can, first of all, tell us how you can get, we can get a hold of you. Where are you in this world? Okay. Well, um, so I, as you know, I published The Perpetual You, which is a magazine, and we also have a website and a marketplace. So that's um, on Instagram and Facebook. That's an easy place to find me, um, The Perpetual You. And we'll link to and, that in the show notes. Yeah. And then, of course, the podcast, Mama Now. Um, and then I have a YouTube channel, which is new, um, and it is under Words by Lily. Oh, and that's where this video would be on. Mm -hmm. Oh, cool. So we'll go check that out. We'll try to find that and link it too. Yeah. Cause I talk a lot about mantras in there and how I came up with like the ones, you know, that, that mean the most to me. I love that. Yeah. Um, I'm, I'm easy to find. <laughs> <laughs> All right. And so as we, as we close up, I was thinking of asking you maybe, so in, in doing your podcast and talking to people and just having conversations, what do you feel like are the, the three most important pieces of advice for, for parents or moms? Um, ooh, that's a big one. I know. <laughs> um, for moms, let's see. I think um, I would say know your values. Yep. Um, and is the best thing to do with that, talk about it with your spouse? Like what, do you have a, a way to do that besides um, just knowing them? <laughs> I feel like that's one. I feel like that. I honestly feel like that's one of those things that you just think you'll know. And then yeah. you have kids and you're like, oh wait, right. but then they're pushing my values at every second. So if I don't know them more better, like, you know, if I don't, it's almost right. like working for a company and it's like, there's a reason that they have those like value statements. It's easy to forget in the moment of motherhood. <laughs> right. Yeah. I think, yeah, you, you have to do the work to figure out what they are yep. and then, and then you know, remember them regularly. Them. Yeah. And write them down, share them and make sure your kids, I say to my kids all the time, like, well, you know, such and such is my value. So that's why blank. Yes. You know, I feel like so. that's such a good response to things. Yeah. That you say no to <laughs> or yes to. <laughs> exactly. can't argue with that. <laughs> exactly. Okay. So know your values. So know your number values. One. Mm -hmm. And then I, I think I would go to, um, you know, get to know your kids. And, yeah. And that a part of that is just letting them be who they are. Yep. Um, and then I guess, you know, take care of yourself, check in with yourself, like call, I guess, nourish the, re the, the relationship with yourself. So that it's it's receiving as much attention as those other two things, the values and the kids, kiddos. I love that. Okay, well, thank you so much. And it's cool. funny, I have this question that I know I need to ask you. So I'm gonna we're gonna keep going okay. for one second because I have one more question. So okay. I love the idea of knowing your really knowing your kids, mm -hmm. and I have a feeling that that means um, letting them like letting them be themselves sometimes isn't what you would have intrinsically wanted in a given situation. Right. So right. at the dinner table or, you know, in a public place or whatever. Right. Exactly. <laughs> um, so how, how do you do that with, 
how do you, how do you do that in the world? Like, how do you do that with everybody else? Like, how do you do that with the person who's going to say something to them that you don't want them to say to them in the public right. place or your no, I know mother what or I think what you're getting at is like moms are seen as the responsible party. Yeah. I saw that's a big role. Yeah. Children behave. Yeah. So I, I don't, I choose not to believe that first of all. I love um, that. Cause they're people and I can't <laughs> like, I really can't control, you know, what they do or say to a certain extent. Um, and the more I mean, you try, usually the more they do the thing yeah. that you don't want them to do. So, I mean, I think that goes to a much larger part for me of, of intentional living, which is not to take what other people do or say personally. Yeah. If someone else is judging me, that's about them. Yes. And, and not about me. So it's not even about my kid, you know? Yeah. I like to use the example of, of Wayne. Um, he He's worn his clothes backwards. He's my younger. Like, yeah. Since we were able to leave the house and he was able to put on his own clothes. <laughs> I have that person that. too. That's so <laughs> funny. Like, you know, if that was something that I had stuck, you know, dug my foot in, what, four years ago now, we would have been fighting over it for the last four years, you know, and yeah. we just decided to let it go. And, and sometimes he still wears his clothes backwards. And I'm sure people are, are looking at him and thinking like, why didn't his mom tell him his shirt is on backwards, you know? But it's funny. And, and then wait till you get a teen. Cause now my son sees pictures <laughs> and he's like, why did you let me wear that? And I'm like, you were like totally a hundred percent you in that moment. Yeah. It wasn't me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And then they're the ones responsible for it too. Right. Exactly. I was <laughs> that like, was that, was you. that was you wanting to wear stripes and plaid. That was not me. <laughs> it was cute. <laughs> exactly oh my gosh well thank you so much for this this chat and I hope everyone got lots of great tidbits from it and we'll all go off and make our mantras yeah super fun thank you you're welcome thanks at the end of every episode we choose three doable changes so you can take what you've been inspired to do and put it into action and I always choose three so that you can find the one that really resonates with you. Because the real trick is to choose one thing, one thing at a time, and really commit to it. Make space for it in your days. Experiment with it. See what works for you so that you can really create a ritual or a habit or something new that's part of your life. Okay? So I'm going to share three, but you're going to pick one. So number one is use a mantra. I love mantras. Lily shares some of the mantras she uses in the podcast. So make sure that you took some notes. We also have them in the show notes. And she has a lot more on her YouTube channel, which you can also find a link to in the show notes. So either find one that you love or create one that works for you. And if you decide to create one, two keys as you create yours are number one, make it positive, And number two, make it believable. So that doesn't make it mean to make it something that's already happening, but make it in a wording that you can believe that it could or, or will happen. Repeat it to yourself throughout the day. You can write it down. You can put it on a post-it 
and carry it in your bag. You can put it on multiple post-its and put them all over the house. You can put it as a screensaver on your phone, but make sure that you're in constant connection with your mantra or mantras throughout the day. Doable change number two, let go of what you can't control. Your kids are people and responsible to some extent for themselves. If you have a one-year-old, this is a little less true. So if it isn't a safety issue, try giving them ownership over their choice. For example, if your child wants to wear a shirt backwards, maybe you let them. And then the second part of this doable change is really to let go of the worry about what other people might think as you really let your kids be themselves. Okay, doable change number three. Let go of expectations. Ooh, this is a big one. Pick one time in your day or week that is really unpredictable as a starting place for how to figure out how to do this for yourself. Lily uses the example of the times that her kid, the time that her kids get home from school every day. And she shares with us that this is not a highly scheduled work time for her. Because what she's found is her kids might need five minutes to reconnect or they might need a lot more attention and support. And by letting go of the expectation about that time of day, she can be more present for whatever comes up. And for her, that might look like blocking off time on her schedule um, and even not starting a really exciting, juicy, creative project too soon before they come home so she doesn't feel you know, that sense of mourning that she can't continue with her creativity. So letting go of expectations is going to look way different from for all of us, but I definitely relate to that after school time and just the idea that some afternoons I can get a ton done, but there's other times when everybody needs a little bit more TLC, dinner needs to get made, and it might take a little bit more time, and it's just different from day to day and sometimes unpredictable. So let go of expectations. And those are the three doable changes from this week. And I will see you on the next episode where we get to meet one more person who's been going through Flow 365. And this will complete the four interviews that I did for this program. Thank you so much for tuning in to the Plan Simple podcast. If you loved what you heard, the biggest compliment you can give is to share the podcast with a friend. And if you really loved what you heard, if you want to go onto iTunes and subscribe, rate, and review, that really helps us get the best guests we can and improve the podcast so that we're serving up exactly what you want to hear. I will see you on the next episode of the Plan Simple Podcast. Bye for now.